Where? Smartphone tune-in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access 4 on Monday night. And we're glad you've joined us. Merry Christmas one and all. Ken Trahan with you, Rudy Dixon, our producer. As always, you can get us here on radio and also via the internet at uh, NashFM1061.com. You can catch us via Alexa by telling her to play WRKN or play Nash Icon 1061 FM. Podcast available immediately following the show at CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on more and click on podcast and you got it. And then, of course, you can also email me, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or feel free to call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. Later on in the show, we'll get into the Pelicans and we'll get into other sports topics, including the New Orleans Bowl. We'll talk to Billy Ferranti of the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation, who, of course, sponsors the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, about that matchup, which is a good one, with Louisiana and Marshall playing. But we'll talk about the Sugar Bowl right away, along with the Saints, with a good and great friend and always a good guest. Of course, former Ole Miss star quarterback, former Archbishop Shaw quarterback, New Orleans Saints quarterback, excellent analyst, good friend, good man, John Forcade. John, how are you? Hey, Ken. How are you tonight, Ken? Sounds like your voice is about to go. Too much is he? yelling. Yeah, you got that right. It's, it, it's toward, the end of, toward the end of football season. I call all these games in high school level, as you know, and then talking all the time, right? So it's automatic. So, yep, still got some, but... Automatic that you're going to lose a little bit, so that's all yeah. good. So it's good. I hope you're doing well, buddy. I am. I've done well. I had that last surgery. Uh, hopefully, two weeks ago, I had that corporal tunnel surgery on my right hand. I pushed it off so doggone long. I, I got it over. It. I feel real good after two weeks. Uh, they say four to six weeks, but uh, I swung a golf club after two weeks. So I say I'm healthy. Feel good. Very good. I'm pleased to hear that. I want to. Get into the Saints with you, but I want to start by talking about the All-State Sugar Bowl because I think you've got a really good matchup for not having a semifinal game, for not having a potential championship game. I think you got a really good matchup. you got the Big 12 champion, Baylor, who just beat Oklahoma State again. Very good win. Dave Aranda's done an excellent job there. And you got Ole Miss, uh, your alma mater, where Lane Kiffin's done an excellent job, a football team that battled injuries and battled through it and kept winning uh, to get here. And they get here because two SEC teams made the college football playoff with Alabama beating Georgia. So first and foremost, I know you're excited because Ole Miss is coming back to New Orleans, right? 
Well, in one way I'm excited. The other way I'm not because I had already made my New Year's plans. We're not going to be here <laughs> in New Orleans. And so everybody's calling me about where to stay, what to do, and let's get together. I'm like, guys, I, I've already – and I can't change those plans. I said, uh, I will be uh, I'll be sleeping on a, on a curve if I do. So I didn't change the plans, but it's going to be an exciting. You couldn't have picked two better clubs. You got one who's an offensive-minded guy in Lane Kiffin, and you got Dave Aranda, who's a defensive guy. He's going to try to go up against Lane Kiffin-style offense and Matt Corral. Uh, I would have never – Two, two days ago, you know, about three days ago, nobody thought you'd see uh, the Sugar Bowl with Ole Miss. Everybody kept saying, well, it's going to be Alabama, and they'll lose to Georgia, and then, and then uh, it goes on about that. But, look, it should be an outstanding game, Ken. Uh, the only the only downfall is, you know, I know from what I just got through here, uh, the uh, offense coordinator for Ole Miss, well, he really doesn't call a play. Libby supposed to be going to Oklahoma with uh, Brent Venables. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be here, and if he is, great. If he's not, that's even, you know, that's that's part of the game. But Lane Kiffin calls the plays, and yeah, so you know that that's all that. But it, it's going to be a heck of a football game. It might be one of your better games, uh, I would say, of all the bowl games, and even even possibly the two playoff games. I think you got two evenly matched ball clubs right here, and played some ex- excellent football this season with Baylor uh, getting to the conference title and winning it. Uh, and, and Ole Miss, you know, a, a half a step away from being there. But, look, it's just going to be uh, – the people in New Orleans going to have asked for two better teams. I agree with you. Look, when I look at Baylor, uh, I see a team that, you know, that plays good defense, that's consistent. They, they come from a pretty good conference. That is uh, obviously the conference that they just won. I mean, and when you win that conference, that means Oklahoma didn't win it. It means right. Texas didn't win it, so you've got to be – you know, you got to be pretty pleased with that if you're a Baylor fan to see where that program is now because they've they've done the job and and when you look at Baylor's results this year, you got to be like you said, you got to be pretty impressed with their defense because that's kind of what Dave Aranda is known for anyway. Well, we all knew when he was at LSU, Dave Aranda was such a defensive-minded coach uh, that even the LSU staff people, some people say, oh, we want Dave Aranda. He sort of turn him down but you know he's a defensive-minded coach he has a pretty pretty good offensive uh coaching staff there now correct me if i'm my wrong but the game they won the other day against oklahoma state did they have a different quarterback playing for baylor or did he come out of series or something happened i thought someone else said another quarterback was in the game so i think the big thing is who's playing quarterback and who's the injuries and what you know i know corral's gonna play he's supposed to be 100 percent. i think everybody's playing in the Sugar Bowl, and I, 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 my hat goes off to the ones, the ones who want to back out and say this, that, and the other thing. I think that's an injustice to the team, injustice to college football. You get this far, and all of a sudden you're going to, oh, I'm getting ready for the NFL draft. Well, you know, why even play the games when you're four weeks, five weeks in the season? Just get ready for the draft. But I think it's going to be one heck of a football game. I think it's going to be Lane Kiffin against Dave Aranda. People don't think about that. They go, oh, no, it's Matt Corral against the defense. No, I think it's going to be – you know, what offensive coordinator and what defense coordinator is going to shine the most? Yeah, I look at Baylor. They beat Brigham Young, a good team, by 14. They beat Texas. Uh, they beat Oklahoma. Of course, they beat Oklahoma State. Uh, they lost, you know, to TCU. TCU, by, right. Yeah, yeah, by 330 to 27, which was their biggest disappointment of the season. And, you know, and, and just had trouble with them. And, uh, look, uh, Kansas State. You know, they handle them. So, I mean, you, they're, they're a good team, okay? Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. With Ole Miss, Ole Miss early in the year looked like a team that I thought might contend for a national championship, but then they, they ran in Alabama and they got embarrassed in that particular game. And 
I think it took them a little while to get over that. They weren't quite the same team offensively for several weeks. Now, injuries had something to do with that, right? Uh, yeah, they had a bunch of injuries. And the other fact, Ken, is that their defensive unit, uh, they didn't know what the heck they were going to play. Three-down linemen, four-down linemen, uh, rotated. I've seen guys 170-pound, I mean, 5'8", DB playing linebacker for them. I'm like, well, what is this? I, so I, I was shocked when I saw some of the things. They, they got a bunch of guys hurt. Man, they lost their receiving core for like three weeks in a row. Corral limped around a little bit, but he kept playing. Uh, the old line was intact a little bit, but their their whole defense was 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 really not very good early. Then they turned it on defensive wise. I think they finally realized you just can't play in the SEC and rush three guys. You you got to put some pressure on some guys, and they changed up his defense. Uh, my hat goes off to that defensive unit the last five games of the season. It got to where they're at today because defense because Corral at some um, at some games. He didn't do the greatest out there. That's why he's not going to win the Heisman. But he did some things offensively that helped their defense. And, you know, he didn't turn the ball over compared to a year ago. But, look, this is a solid team right now. If they stay healthy, I think they'll do just well in the, in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I think they're, the Alabama game kind of did him in in terms of the, you know, the Heisman stuff. And then the injuries didn't help after that. It certainly looks like Bryce Young of Alabama is going to win the Heisman Trophy, right? I would think so after the performance he put on the other night. Uh, Pickett from uh, te- uh, uh, Penn State. I mean, Pittsburgh looked really good. The striped kid from Ohio State was doing well. He had a, a, a little rough outing. He came on at the end. And then you got the linebacker, class, defensive end, rush guy from Michigan, which I'm glad to see that they're going to send him up there. But I think the, the award goes to Bryce Young. He's been consistent pretty much all year. Even the loss against A&M, he, he struggled a little bit, but he kept him in the ball game as well. So you have to look at all that. Uh, I think he walks away with it. Now, who would have told you? You, know, you would have told me, and I would have told you. Yeah, man, Alabama's going to put out all these uh, Heisman Trophy winners in the last ten years. You'd be saying, "I'll make that bet," but they have pumped out some Heisman Trophy winners in the last, you know, eight ten years. It's so it's amazing. Well, Nick Saban is the best for a reason. He adjusted yep. the way the way he approaches the game. They opened it up, threw the ball, they spread it. They recruit good quarterbacks, they have great receivers, and they still run it well. So, look, he's the best that ever coached the game, in my estimation. Ole Miss was, was here in 2016 in the Sugar Bowl, and they, they whipped Oklahoma State then, Oklahoma so it wasn't, wasn't too long ago that they were here. Of course, Baylor was just here in 2020 under Matt Rule, his last game as a college coach. Although the way things are going for him, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up back at the college level. So uh, stay tuned for that, right? Yeah, so another, another day for another story. <laughs> pretty interesting. Now, with Lane Kiffin, he's one of those guys where everybody I've met, nobody's in the middle. They either love him or they hate him. I mean, there's right. no in-between. So have you met him? Do you know him? And what do you think of him? Uh, to be honest with you, I've never met the guy. Uh, the times I've been up at Oxford, uh, it's just what you said. You're either on the right side of him or you're on the left side of him. And there's no in-between. And, you know, a lot of what I'm hearing from people who are up there that I know, they say, listen, you know, they love him and they hate him at the same time. Uh, just some of the, he's really arrogant and, you know, he kind of goes off the deep end at times. But then he like, flips the switch and becomes totally different. And, look, they're all, you know as well as I do, Kenny, around college coaches and pro coaches and maybe coaches in all, all sports, they're all strange to a certain degree and, you know, they got to that moxie about him and this and that and nothing. But he brings a lot to Ole Miss. Uh, I think he's better suited there than, you know, like the, the limelight of being in Miami or, or somewhere else because his lifestyle, is that's what gets him in trouble. 
he, you know, he, he, he'll, he'll go chase the skirts and he'll do his little thing and he won't care about it. But it's all about winning and losing right now. You don't care what you do as long as you don't embarrass the university uh, and, and things of that nature. So, look, uh, I'm a big Lane Kiffin fan, and I'm glad to see him stay there. They gave him a bigger contract, up to $7 million now plus incentives. So he's in the right spot, but that doesn't mean anything. Hell, you can leave next year if you wanted to, you know, as well as I do. You surprised that LSU did not go after him? You know, that's funny that people were talking about that because uh, I heard nobody, they didn't really go after him. And I, I think it had to do a lot for him, his demeanor, his off the field. They just got through with a coach who has that kind of moxie with Ogeron who was doing some of his tricks and trades. And they don't want to do it. I guess they didn't want that to come along. You know, they got, they were going after Dave Aranda, who we all know what kind of guy he is. They were going after uh, Lincoln Riley. He's a little bit laid-back guy. He's not like Ogeron or he's not like Lane. And then they went and eventually got up Brian Kelly. So you can see the guys they went after compared to the guys that we were talking about. But I was a little surprised that at least give him an interview, talk to him. But you know what? LSU, I think, is fine off right now. And I think Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin uh, would be okay. They just got to try to find another quarterback after this year, which they will. Some people talk about Brian Kelly say he's not very personable, but you can't argue with the record. I mean, the guy's a proven winner and a big winner for many, many years at three different places. Well, there's no doubt. You know, I, I, when I got to hear people, when I, when I talk on my show sometimes and they all call in, well, who did Notre Dame play against? Well, let's see. Notre Dame did play for a national championship. Uh, they did beat Clemson. Uh, they, yeah, they, they, it's not the coaches or the players' fault for when somebody puts up a game and says, you have to go play this team this Saturday. The players don't care. They line up and go play. They, they got to beat them. They beat them. It's the administration and people who, who, who deal with the schedule. And, and they don't have a conference. Okay, that hurts them there. And, but the overall pitchers, this guy has won. Uh, I don't care where he's been, what he's done. He's won. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might right. have that moxie, that, 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 that demeanor, or, or that, you know, that everybody wants him to be this. That. I think he's a little bit more of a disciplinarian guy, a little stricter, don't put up with anything. I think LSU needed that. It's all transpired at LSU over the last couple of years with all the off-the-field issues with the administration, the coaches, the players. Need somebody like Brian Kelly to come in here and say, okay, things are going to change. We'll do it this way. Yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's a change that had to happen, and I think he's the type of guy they probably needed. Whether it works out or not remains to be seen, but you can't argue with his record, at least not from where I sit. I think it's it's clearly the case. Going to talk to Billy Ferranti with the Grand New Orleans Sports Foundation and the New Orleans Bowl uh, a little bit later in the show, but I think the New Orleans Bowl made out well. You got University of Louisiana coming here. That's a top 25 team, uh, and well, you know they're going to they're gonna bring a lot of people, too, when they play Marshall. Uh, you, you know as well as I do. The only downfall is you don't have your head coach there because you left, but yep. what they did in the bowl in their championship game against Appalachian State just goes to show you you know, coaching going on. Coaches, and I've always had this belief: the head coach don't 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 play the football game. It's the players. It is the assistant coaches who get them ready. You know as well as I do. Head coach is supposed to be a guy in the sideline, keeps everything under intact in when the games begin, and makes some decisions there. But the players play, and the assistant coaches coach. So I look at Louisiana coming in, and they couldn't have found a better opponent. Than Marshall, Marshall's played some good football coming down the stretch. So hey, I, I think Louisiana wins this game. I, I, I like what they present. They got some good quality players and uh, is a home, and they should be able to put 75% more fans in that stadium than uh, Marshall. Yeah, I think they'll do very well with the attendance, and having a top 25 team in that game is pretty good. So, And that's a nice tourist attraction at a time of the year where things are typically light here in the New Orleans area. So that's cool. I like it. I'm very happy about it, too. So 
Uh, there's that. LSU's going to a bowl game. They're going to play Kansas State. They got an interim head coach. Uh, very few people are going to even pay much attention to it because everybody's focused on what's going to happen down the road. But uh, you know, are you surprised they accepted the invitation to go play? Uh, well, you know, you can't fault the kids or the players or how you want to call them. Uh, they deserved it. They, they, they came up one. They got six to six. I mean, a bowl game is a bowl game. You get a little mm-hmm. bit extra practice. I mean, you, 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 know, you, you help bring a little bit more money into the school. And they're also playing on January 4th, pretty much after everybody's already played. Oh, you got two more teams left to go play. Go ahead and play it. I don't know what's going to happen in this ball game. Some guys might opt out. Now, this is kind yeah. of situation you'll see a lot of opt out. When guys don't mean anything. You're playing after really the bowl games are all over with. You got the last bowl game before the championship game. You're going to go. Play. I would bet you that four to six players opt out for LSU, and, and uh, that's going to be a shame. But they look, they you know, they want to play in the game. They want to take it serious. They'll show up. If they don't. You got a bunch of opt outs. Uh, it ain't going to look good for them. Agreed. John Forkate, our guest, 2601061 to join us. So we turn our attention now to the New Orleans Saints. Deontay Harris today suspended for three games. We knew that was coming uh, with the ruling that came down from the NFL after the guilty plea to the DUI, which was made official. So you lose your kick and punt returner. You lose your best deep threat. He's out. Now Cam Jordan has COVID. So he says he's asymptomatic. Maybe, just maybe, if he tests negative, for two consecutive days, he might be able to play on Sunday. This season has been, for lack of a better description, a train wreck for the Saints. Anything that could go wrong did go wrong, right? I, I totally agree with you, and, and, and I'll be honest with you. I thought it started in the offseason. Uh, I didn't think they went out and got the, the players that you could possibly go get to, to bring on this football team and uh, better yourself for that. Uh, you know, they had the debacle going on. Who's going to be your quarterback? This, that, and the other. Uh, I, from day one, I wasn't happy. I wasn't sold on who their quarterbacks were uh, mm-hmm. to go to training camp. And you're trying to force one guy into being a quarterback, which all, all right. He's not a quarterback. We all know that's Hill. He's a great athlete. I'm all for that. Do what he's got to do. But just trying to force people to believe that he can play it. And I think that's where Sean Payton went wrong with that. Winston, I watched the first six games of the season. And I thought I was watching nothing but slip screens, slant routes, hit routes, underneath 10-yard passing, dumping the ball off. Like, what is this style of offense? And then you lose, and you know, as well as that. When you lose majority offensive line week in and week out, you cannot get a running game. And you lose some running back. It's been one thing after another. Secondary hasn't stepped up to play. Uh, some play well. Lattimore will play well on the play and, and go bad for two or three plays. Williams, I, I don't know what he's doing back there. So much Jenkins. I mean, you can go on and on. Cam Jordan, I think the last time he got a sack, I think uh, it was 1976 maybe, something like that. It's been so long trying to find out how he's playing. And then you got guys getting hurt. I mean, I can sit here all night long. We talk about all our issues and problems with the Saints. But you know what, Ken? They're no different than any other NFL club. All teams got hurt, get players injured, get hurt. You got to regroup. You got to find out. They don't have the right depth. They have no receiving core. You have, you probably said to me, they have nothing in the receiving core. Well, that was going to bring that up. I mean, bottom line is, uh, they rolled the dice. They put way too much dependence on Michael Thomas, and he let them down. And once he let them down, how they could depend on Traquan Smith uh, to be a second guy is ridiculous. And then to fool themselves into believing that a bunch of undrafted free agents could be those guys uh, that just wasn't going to happen. Drew Brees could throw people open and make guys better. Uh, what they have now, with all due respect, and Winston was playing competent, 
solid football. Nothing special, but competent and solid. But they don't have a quarterback uh, that can make guys better. They need the receiving core to make them better, and they don't have that. Right. Well, that's what he heard. If you don't have the receivers, you're not going to make your quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to make your receivers. Uh, you know, you look at certain teams. Uh, prime example, Tom Brady. I know we bring up the GOAT. But he goes from where he was at to a team that's got three solid receivers. You could possibly say four. You know, three tight ends on that ball club that stand out. They got running backs, and they got a line. Well, that's take that. Now, let's put that up against New Orleans Saints. They don't have the line that Tampa Bay has. Don't have the receiving core, nor do they have the tight ends, nor do they have the running back. So that's a downfall right there. And that all goes to who, Kenny? The head coach. You're the one bringing these players in. You don't want to decide, I'm going to spend money here. Today. They're throwing money around like it's crazy. Uh, somebody won the lottery, just tossing around these guys, and they worry about it later to fix it up down the road. Well, what happens then? Now they're going to be in a, in, a, in a crunch situation with money down the road. They can't bring nobody in. They can't draft players. they got to figure it all out. And I think they're going to be in trouble for the next couple of years. It's interesting when you talked about Taysom Hill because he's such a dichotomy. As I tell people all the time, he's a good football player. He's a good NFL football player, but he's not a good NFL quarterback. And I still have people that disagree with that, that think he, I agree. he, he can be a good quarterback. And that, you know, it's all about the supporting cast and all about repetitions and everything else. But, and I'm not, I didn't play the game like you, but I watch this. And what I see is I look for decision-making and accuracy. And I don't see that from him. And I haven't seen that from him. I see I, a terrific. Same thing I said, I said the same thing in the last couple of seasons with him when I watched him play preseason, some of the regular season and things. You got to also take with, with a grain of salt. What games they played against and the teams they played against, well, does it matter? Does it mean anything? You're out of it. In, it. in his scenario, he throws the same pass, I believe, down the field. He throws medium in the field, and he throws the shark ball. He doesn't have the accuracy of the touch, uh, and then he's a little bit late on where he wants to go with the football. And maybe that's because he hasn't played enough uh, to see the things, but you know what? You, you can't play quarterback on a, on a go when you're playing an NFL game. You better have it and go with it. And then they depended on all that running. I mean, come on. I watched the game the other day. I was there. When they ran three consecutive plays, they just told me right there, wait a minute. They have no running game, and this is the guy you want to play who's got a hurt thumb, who should have been pulled, a hurt finger, should have been pulled, and then you're running him three times in a row knowing he's got a hurt hand. Not that it's going to hurt him worse, but what happens if he does get hurt? So there's some strange things going on with their, 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 um, their philosophy of how they want to use him and what they want to do offensively. Sure. I mean, I think they saw enough of Trevor Simeon to decide they had to give Hill a chance, which I agreed with. So that leads us to the, the next option, Ian Book. Are we going to see him this year, or is it simply a, a redshirt year for him? Man, I, I would tell you what. I, I, would, I would bite it out. Your, your chances of making a playoff is slim and none, and I'm watching Slim go down the street right now. I think that they not to play this book, kid, because he will get thrown into the wolves. Don't have a solid offensive line, don't have a running game, and don't have receivers. And you go put book in there and say, okay, let's see what you can do. Well, what's he going to do anything with? I mean, Hill couldn't do anything with the guys I got. I mean, let's be honest. Simmons couldn't do it with the guys I got. You go put book in there. Well, he might do a few young things for you. But in the long run, he's going to pretty much hurt his chances to get better because there's nobody around him to make him better. I would not play the kid. Now, if you want to wait till a couple games left of the season when it doesn't really mean anything, but you got to have the protection. Whatever you put him in there, he gets shell shot, gets hit, gets you know things go bad. He gets hurt because you don't have players that are playing. It's worth a doggone. 
So I would not play the guy. I just say, look, you know, come off season, you got an opportunity to be a quarterback in New Orleans Saints. Let's see what you can do. I'm not sold on the kid yet. I wasn't sold on Notre Dame, but he'd have to show me something uh, off season and when he gets into preseason next year. But right now, it scares me to death to play here, knowing that he don't have anybody out there. Agreed. I, I just think that the season is it's going to be tough to get to. 8-9, which would give you a chance. That's what I picked them before the season started, 8-9. It's going to be tough to get there to give yourself a chance to make the playoffs in the seven-team playoffs that they have. I think it's going to take eight wins at least to have a chance to make it. I, I don't see it happening unless they get healthy in a hurry, so that remains to be seen. A couple of minutes with John Forcade. It was a disappointing season for Tulane. I thought they'd be better. The problem is their schedule was tough. Five really good football teams they played. It was too too, too much for them. Their offensive line was... Worse than I thought it would be. Uh, they expected it to be a strength. It was not. And their receivers weren't any good. And their quarterback, who started well, ended up having, I don't know, kind of an average year. They just weren't as good as we thought they'd be. Well, you know, everybody has those type of games, Candy. You know doggone well. You can go down the list and look at a bunch of just Auburn, you know, they, they played bad, had a bad uh, two. I mean, you can go on and on and look at some teams. But, well, maybe they'll win eight wins and end up winning five or six or four, whatever it may be. In that case with Tulane, it's – Everything fell apart. Uh, the quarterback got banged around, didn't play very well. The old line didn't protect, didn't do a lot there. The running game was so suspect. suspect. Now, the passing game with the receivers, I was shocked about that because I always thought that Tulane could go out and get some receivers. The defense at, at moments did not even show. I mean, I remember the Tulane game. I was like, oh, my God. They, they, they could have put 100 on Tulane. I mean, on uh, Tulane if they wanted to. But they got to regroup. Throw this out the window. I mean, that's what coach has to do. Fritz has to say, you know what? That was just one of them One of them years. We had a bad year. Let's regroup, get some players in, see what happens in the offseason. But they better do it because you know how as well as I do, you know how coaching staffs are, you know how administrations are. You can't come around and win another three, four games. And they'll say, yep, I'm sorry, you got to go. Nowadays they give you one or two years, maybe three. So I don't say Willie Fritz will be gone, but he better show, show everybody a lot better than what he showed this year. Yeah, I think, look, he's already going to have at least one change on his staff because Chip Long is leaving. So I'm not sure that that wasn't a terrible move anyway, uh, the way things didn't happen for their offense this year. Uh, I don't know how many other changes there will be. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another change or two on his coaching staff. I think Willie Fritz is a good coach. I think he's done a really good job at Tulane. But let's face it, John, that is a tough place to sustain winning. It Tom. is, and that's the only, you know, I, I can re- one reason I didn't go there, I mean, nothing against the university and everything, but I was telling myself, man, it's it's tough to win at Tulane. If, you know, unless you want to win seven, eight games a year, okay, great, but nobody wants to do that anymore. They want they all expect, oh, we're going to win eight, nine, ten games, but that ain't going to happen. Somebody's got to lose and somebody's got to win. And in their situation, they aren't getting the players. We all know what the academic standards are at Tulane. Uh, that's what kills Vanderbilt, that kills like Northwest, that kills a few schools like that. Every now and then, you know, you can get two or three games, I mean, two or three years where they go bowling. Smaller bowling, they do very well there. But in the long run, people around here want. If, if Tulane won eight to nine games a year, give it to man, nobody's going to complain. That's you don't have a job there for twenty years. No doubt, uh, that is a place where you know they've never been able to sustain it, and I mean never. And yet you pull for them, and you want to see them succeed. It's just hard uh, to be able to to follow that and be passionate when you just can't win. Uh, nearly as often as you'd like to. So it's an age-old problem. I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Final thought, the college football playoff system. Are you a fan of expanding to 12 teams, or would you prefer to leave it like it is right now? 
Well, I think you can expand it more than four. I don't know about 12. 12 is getting into a lot. Uh, 18s wouldn't be bad, but you got to drop this. My take is this. Is, I've always said, the heck with the conference championships. You know, they automatically get in. Whatever you got a team that goes, you know, backs in. Let's just say you got four losses. they playing for the conference championship against the undefeated team, and they beat them. So you're going to put a four-loss team against maybe three teams or four teams that have no losses or one loss, and they got one or two teams out there sitting with a loss. you got to do it. It's supposed to be who are your best teams. I think you can go to eight teams and get eight of the best. I'm sorry for number nine. What happens if you go to number 12, and then the whole the holy guy number 13 is going to complain about it. So I like to see you can go eight. But this conference, you got to win your conference to, to, to make it? I don't think so. I think – I don't think – I think – you know, you play your conference, you win it, whatever, and then you still vote. But if you got the, if, if somebody that didn't win their conference got a one loss and they're still better than a couple of these other teams that do win their conferences, they need to go in. It's the best team. That's not what it says. It doesn't. I mean, excuse, it doesn't say, oh yeah, let's pick the best conference winners. No, the best teams. You get the best teams in there. That's how it should be. Finally, I I, I miss. Doing those rumble games with Chase, it was such a pleasure. Miss seeing him at Nichols and playing so well. But seeing him coach at Nichols, that's a pleasure. Do you think he's found his niche? Do you think that's something he's going to end up doing long term? Well, here's what I think is going to happen with Chase. I, you know, I had a long conversation with him tonight. He's going to give it another shot with the, uh, the USFL. You know, they're going to put a team here in New Orleans. Uh, he's leaving uh, in a couple of weeks for uh, a private workout in San Diego. They got a... They bring a bunch of former players or guys who didn't get a chance to have their their, their senior day, and so they're going to bring these guys out there. Uh, you got to be by, by by invite only, and bunch of bunch of pro scouts there and things of that nature. So he's going to get a shot there, and if he gets a chance to, and I think the USFL would be stupid not to bring him here in New Orleans. There's no bigger name for the city of New Orleans when the Breakers come back than you got Chase playing quarterback. So we we will see what happens there, but. He's not going to give it up yet, but he loves the coaching part. We talk about that, but he wants that one more chance to go out and play. Let's get him a shot. He's John Forcade. He's my friend, and it's great to visit with him. John, thank you so much. Uh, go enjoy yourself the rest of the evening. Merry Christmas to you and yours here. Yeah? Same to you and your family, Ken. Thank you, buddy. All right, buddy. You got it, John Forcade. We'll take a brief time out here. When we return to the New Orleans Bowl, we'll talk to Billy Ferranti of the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation about the matchup as we continue. With all access for a Monday night, Ken Trahan on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. New Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans Privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes, in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. 
Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Vicks NyQuil Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms, changing this (coughs) into this. NyQuil Severe, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Uses directed. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Han Roofing has been in business throughout Louisiana for over 32 years. Today I come to you with a warning. There's a lot of people walking up the streets and they're promising the world. If it sounds too good to be true, I'm guessing it probably is. I would suggest that you try to use Louisiana contractors. I think there's plenty of us here and that we can handle this work. We just handled Lake Charles. Call us today for a free estimate at 504-737-2228. Here's an unexpected holiday surprise. A last minute sale on all earrings at Diamonds Direct. This weekend, 25% off. That's right. All earrings. An incredible 25% off. Diamond studs, diamond hoops, colored gemstone earrings, designer earrings. All earrings included. Who wouldn't love a nice pair of diamond stud earrings for Christmas? Make it happen this weekend and save an unprecedented 25%. Best prices of 2021. Special financing available too. Friday through Sunday only. And only at Diamonds Direct. On Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall. This report is sponsored by Pantene. Do you have dry, damaged hair? Try Pantene Daily Moisture Renewal Conditioner. The color-safe formula with Provi-Nutrients repairs damaged hair without weighing it down. Repair damaged hair with Pantene. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. After a good win over Dallas, the Pelicans spit the bit in a 118-108 loss at Houston despite 40 points by Brandon Ingram. New Orleans shot just 26% from three-point range. The Pelicans will host Denver Wednesday night. The college football playoff set, Alabama will take on Cincinnati in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. Michigan against Georgia in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Both games December 31st. Two winners square off for the National Championship January 10th at Indianapolis. The 88th All-State Sugar Bowl set. Number 7 Baylor, number 8 Ole Miss. January 1st at Caesar Superdome. 21st Annual R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl is set. Louisiana Raging Cajuns against Marshall December 18th in the Dome. With Billy Napier departing for Florida, Louisiana hires Michael DeSormo as head coach. He's promoted from co-offensive coordinator to the position. LSU will play in the tax Axe Texas Bowl on Tuesday, January 4th at 8 p.m. against Kansas State in Houston. And in the NFL, Joe Brady fired by Carolina and Tulane offensive coordinator Chip Longleys for Georgia Tech for the same position. College basketball Southeastern over Troy, 72-68. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. So we've talked about the All-State Sugar Bowl, the LSU in a bowl game, but there's another one that's being played here that's really going to be excellent. Uh, it's going to be a really good attraction. It, hopefully it's a really good game. It's going to bring a lot of people to our city and to the metropolitan area. It's the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, and it's a matchup 
this year that's going to feature the Marshall Thundering Herd and the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns on December 18th at 8.15 in the evening and live on ESPN and ESPN Radio. 21 years now. It's 21 years of a really good event as it's turned out to provide a really good boost for the economy at a time of the year that usually is kind of light in our area, but this has been a real success story 21 years in. Joining us now to talk about the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Executive Director and, of course, Senior Vice President for the Grand New Orleans Sports Foundation and a longtime friend, Billy Ferranti. Billy, first and foremost, welcome and congratulations. You got yourself a good matchup. Hey Kenny, thank you. I'm happy to be on, and yeah, we do have a we do have a good matchup. It's one that we're really excited about. You know, we've uh, we've had the Raging Cajuns here. This will be the sixth time, the first time in five years, but the first time is the champions of the Sun Belt Conference. So uh, we're really excited about it. Well, look, uh, history proves that when they come, the crowds follow. I mean, again, that, that does the numbers don't lie. I mean, again. 2011, 42,841. 2012, 48,828. 2013, 54,728. Of course, they played Tulane in the game that year. In 2016, 35,061. Uh, that would have been the lightest one, and yet uh, that was the best crowd. Uh, you know, it was the, the biggest crowd since uh, then would have been 2016. So to get them back, I think probably puts you in that thirty-five to 45,000 range. Well, we hope so, you know, and that's really, before we even knew that we were going to have them, I think one of the things that we were looking forward to the most was we're going to, have, we're going to be able to have fans again back in the stadium, and we're going to be able to provide the experience for those kids on the two teams that, that they're used to with a bowl experience. You know, where last year the teams came in the day before, spent the night, played the game, and went home. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I tell people, oh, you're you're right, and those numbers are uh, those numbers are accurate. You've apparently done your homework, uh, but you know, I tell people all the time, the fans of UL they like coming to New Orleans anyway. And if you throw on top of that a good reason, and a good reason being the Raging Cages playing in the bowl game, uh, then they really show up, and we're expecting the same this year. Well, on top of that, of all the times they've been here, this is the best team they've had this is a top 25 ranked team so you've got a ranked team coming here which is pretty special uh for this quote-unquote tier of a bowl game it's hard to get a team like that with the matchups that you're seeking with all the other ties that exist for bowl games with 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 you know the different conferences so to get a team that's only lost one game and is nationally ranked that's pretty special so that's the best louisiana team that they've had yeah without a doubt i mean i've obviously watched them for a long time uh, and I'm a fan of theirs regardless of their ability or potential to play in our game or not because they're a Louisiana college. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen every team that they've had that's been here before, and you're right, this is, I think, not by far, but it's definitely, without a doubt, uh, one of the better teams that, that they've had. I think there's a lot of NFL potential on their team. Um, I think they're pretty senior-laden uh, or experience-laden team. And, you know, you, the only loss they had was the Texas in week one. And that's not too shabby. No, they've been red hot since. And then Marshall. I mean, I think the good news there is you get a team that should be motivated being in a bowl game and should be excited because it's a first-time opportunity to play 
not only in New, the New Orleans Bowl, but also in New Orleans. They haven't been here to play uh, in a Sugar Bowl and the Arnold Carriers New Orleans Bowl or otherwise. So I got to believe they're motivated and excited to come. Yeah, they are. And, you know, every year as we start having conversations with Conference USA about prospective teams being here, they're, they're one that has always been on our radar since they joined the conference even. And, uh, you know, as much as anything, they've, they've got a proven, they've got a rabid fan base. Uh, they want very much to come here. Obviously, our game is it's a destination game, you know, because of the city that it's in and because of the stadium that we play in. And, uh, you know, the other thing that I like about them is their brand. I mean, Marshall's got a good national brand. And, you know, I, I think those reasons all that we've talked about, I think it's going to give us one of the best in-stadium crowds. I think it's going to give us one of the best uh, viewership numbers that we've had before. And, and I think it's going to give us a good game. I know they've got, uh, they've got differing... Uh, styles, you know, UL's a little run-heavy, Marshall's a little pass-heavy, but um, it's it's going to make for a fun game, a good entertaining game. Yeah, look, I, I just remember when this whole idea was hatched, you know, back in the day uh, with having a game like this, at a time of the year like this, there were some doubters like, how are you going to get people to come to another bowl game when you've already got the Sugar Bowl here, and, you know, who are you going to get, what kind of tie-ins are you going to have? I remember the whole concept. I remember Merv Trail and Jay Cicero came along, and I look at what's happened. Not only did it turn out to be a good idea, but it's 21 years in. This is a big success story. Yeah, we. I mean, thank you. And and we've, you know, our staff has all worked hard to to try to really create. One of the things we always talk about is creating equity in the community. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in New Orleans, especially around the holidays. And the Sugar Bowl is so entrenched. And I think, you know, the Sugar Bowl is an icon in sports, not just college sports. It's, a, it's an icon in sports. And, you know, when, when we started this thing 20-something years ago, one of the things that we looked at was the window of when it would be played and said, you know, this, it, it, it fills a bit of a void in the hospitality window pre-Christmas. Um, and, and for that reason, the hospitality community has really embraced it. Uh, the local community has embraced it. And, and we really, every year, as we look back at the year previous and look ahead to the year coming, we always talk about, you know, how, what did we do this year? What can we do going forward to, to create more equity in the local community? And it, that's one of the things I think that I'm the most proud of is that the first couple of years of its existence, uh, if I was having a conversation with someone about the New Orleans Bowl, well, the first thing I had to do was explain to them what it is. And I don't have to do that anymore. I think people know what it is. They know when to expect it. Uh, and and we've the, the support locally has it's it's grown incrementally. And and we're you know it's it's nothing that we're going to sit on and rest on, but it's that's important to us and it means a lot to us. Well, Merv Trail was my doctor. He was a great guy, uh, and he did he did he did such wonderful things in this community. He was such a positive guy, such a terrific guy. He was innovative. He knew everybody. He had such a great attitude and personality. And I remember the genesis of everything, and it was special. And Jay Cicero has been my friend for many years, and we've worked together in two different uh, locales previously. And thank the world of him too. And then I guess the other aspect that makes this successful is you've had that consistent sponsor. In the R and L carriers, I mean, you, you, you have had that that tag for quite some time now, and that's important yeah. 
and really makes a difference. Yeah, we've had them since since 2006. So I think that makes this year number what you do the math 16. 16, yeah. And and they've actually um, they've actually got on their desk on its way to me. Uh, we haven't announced this yet, but I'll go ahead and tell you we've got a three-year extension coming from them to take us through the 2024 game. And that is really, to me, says more about what our event uh, can deliver, what it means, the value that we can create, how they've used that internally with their uh, with their sales force as an incentive program for their employees around the country, and, and other bowls. Uh, and, and I don't mean other bowls in, in our same tier. I mean every other bowl uh, looks to us and, and asks, how do you do that? And, you know, they're one of the longest tenured sponsors. I think the other may be Allstate uh, of, of a bowl game in the industry. And it says, I think, a lot about what our city has to offer and how they can use that internally and, and, uh, you know, and create sales incentives for their, for their workforce, which is pretty much how they activate it. Um, but it's, it's, it's the most important thing to us. No, I think it's special, and that's great news to hear about the extension because, again, when you have that presenting sponsor, you've got what you need to make this thing successful. And, and you're right, Allstate's been with the Sugar Bowl. I remember the Sugar Bowl went through a lot of different presenting yep. sponsors for a while there. I mean, they were, they were hitching their wagon to different ones back and forth and then finally got to Allstate, and it's been that way for quite some time, and it, and it makes a huge difference. Uh, finally, Billy, before we let you get away, talk a little bit about tickets and, and about how people can – can get in to see this game and the best way to go about doing so. Sure. Well, obviously, there's uh, anybody can go on Ticketmaster.com and get tickets. Our tickets are forty dollars, uh, extremely affordable. There's group rates that are available by co- uh, contacting the Sports Foundation office, or if you're, you know, if you're a, a, a diehard fan of either one of the two schools, the uh, the schools really, in terms of the lower levels of seating, have access to most of the inventory. Uh, buy your tickets through them, and you know that that helps the schools. Uh, it helps with their expenses of getting here, get, get, being here. Um, so either you know through one of the school athletic departments or through Ticketmaster.com. Awesome. Well, again, we think it's it's just a terrific part of our community on an annual basis, and to have this game continue on in this realm for 21st year and for many years to come is fantastic. Again, that's the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl 21st version on Saturday, December 18th at Caesar Superdome. Kickoff 8.15 Central Time. Tickets through Ticketmaster. Go online and get them. Or you can also call the office at the Great New Orleans Sports Foundation, and uh, they will be glad to talk to you about group rates. So good matchup, good time of the year, good facility. We're all looking forward to it. And also want to give a public shout-out to Billy and the Sports Foundation. We have our, our Great New Orleans Quarterback Club Awards Luncheon coming up December 14th. They sponsor the awards for all the 15 players of the week, the team of the year, the coach of the year, and the player of the year, whom they honor on the field at the New Orleans Bowl. And we'll have that coming up December 14th at noon at Rockin' Bowl. And that's open to the public. There are a lot of people that want to come. I think people just want to, they want to get back and they want to get out. We're getting contacted from people all over the place. So looking forward to that and really appreciate the support there too, Billy. Uh, we're happy to do that. That's a relationship we've had for a long time with you and what you do for local high school football players. And I don't think there's enough 
thanks and gratitude that, that comes your way for what you do, but we're happy to be a little part of that. Billy Franny, Great New Orleans Sports Foundation, RNL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl. Thanks so much for the visit. Congratulations and nothing but success for the game on December 18th. All right, Kenny. Thank you. Pleasure. That's uh, Billy Ferrani. Look, it's a great get for this metropolitan area. Again, look, if you know the tourism industry at all, typically speaking, that's a really light time of the year. You just don't have many hotel rooms full. You just don't have many tourists here. You just don't have many attractions, many things that are going on. The Sugar Bowl fills a tremendous void when that happens traditionally on January 1st, which will be the case this year as well with Ole Miss and Baylor. But when you get into mid to late December, it's pretty light. Look, you have the Bayou Classic, which we just had last week, and it brings quite a few visitors, and that's good for the community at large. And then, of course, you go through that dry period, but the New Orleans Bowl has filled that void for this long a period of time and has made quite a difference. Now, you want to see the numbers return. Since 2016, when Louisiana played in the game, in 17, Troy and North Texas, they only drew 24,904. 2018, Appalachian State, Middle Tennessee, they only drew 23,942. 2019, Appalachian State, a ranked team, played UAB, they only drew 21,202. Last year, you throw it out because of covid they only allowed 3,000 fans in the facility, Georgia Southern and Louisiana Tech. So you hope that they can return to that 30,000-plus threshold, and I believe they're going to. I really do, because you've got the Raging Cajuns coming. So we'll watch that number very carefully, see how it turns out, because I really do think uh, something good is going to happen with this year's game. 504-260-1061 to join us. We'll take a timeout. Pelicans and more when we return in a moment here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and on the web at NashFM1061.com. COVID, Delta, Ida. Our hospitals have had a tough year, but there's something you can do to help them. Visit thebloodcenter.org and schedule a life-saving appointment today. Your blood donation can save up to three lives. And with blood supplies nationally at an all-time low, you'll know that your donation will go to helping someone locally. Visit thebloodcenter.org today and save a life tomorrow. The Blood Center, this is how life flows. Now! The most electrifying, explosive, and mesmerizing musical force in North America returns to Baton Rouge. Garth Brooks. Thunder Saturday, April 30th, 7 p.m. First time ever at Tiger Stadium. Rain or shine. On sale Friday, December 10th, 10 a.m. Eight ticket limit in the round reserved seating. Only at Ticketmaster.com slash Garth Brooks. The Ticketmaster app or 1-877-654-2784. all inclusive. Garth Brooks Tiger Stadium. Presented by Amazon Music. On sale Friday, December 10th, 10 a.m. sharp. Purchaser assumes COVID risk. All COVID rules apply. Witness awesome excitement and be thrilled to the core. 
Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. This report is sponsored by eBay. Shop on eBay to get more for your dough on stand mixers. Mm. Or get more for your buck on tech and gaming gear. Get more and save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. This is Josh Danzig with Worry At Magazine and the newly relaunched WorryAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon, presented by Graham Marnier. Like great beer and live Cajun music? Then head to Zoni Mash Beer Project this Saturday for Grammy Award winners Lost Bayou Ramblers. Festival lovers? Check out Plaquemines Parish Orange Festival and historic Fort Jackson and Buras with live music and great citrus. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to the newly relaunched Worryat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new issue of Worryat Magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Southern University has its new head coach, New Orleans native and former Jaguars assistant Eric Dooley is the new head coach at Southern Dooley was an assistant at Southern from 1997 through 2010. Pete Richardson would know him very well. He comes to Southern after four years as head coach at Prairie View A&M. Dooley graduated from Forche, played wide receiver at Grambling under Eddie Robinson. He was an assistant at Forche and McMahon before moving into the college ranks. Great to see Southern get their new man. He is Eric Dooley, who returns to the university where he previously served as an assistant coach. 504-260-1061. One more time out. Touch on the Pelicans in our final segment when we return in a moment here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. And for 87 years, the Sugar Bowl has hosted top-ranked teams, All-Americans, and national champions. Now, on New Year's Day, the best of the Big 12 and SEC will square off in the 88th All-State Sugar Bowl. Get your tickets today. Visit AllStateSugarBowl.org for ticket information. The Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. What's all the buzz about nasal irrigation and navage, navage, navage? And should I try it? Here's the science. Airborne germs invade through your nose. It's the body's air filter for trapping allergens and viruses. When your nose gets clogged, it's less effective and germs multiply. Eventually, your immune system can get overwhelmed and you get sick. Nasal irrigation is an effective, all-natural way to clean your nose. It's not a drug. It's more like plumbing. 
Saline goes in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out mucus and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. It's the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navaj pulls out the bad stuff so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. At Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and Walmart. Or go to Navaj.com for a free gift with purchase. Over 2 million sold. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Diamonds Direct is giving you one more holiday gift of 25% savings just in time for Christmas. A last-minute sale on all earrings this weekend. Yes! Save an unprecedented 25% off all earrings at Diamonds Direct. Diamond earrings, sapphire earrings, gold earrings. Get Diamonds Direct's unbeatable price plus an extra 25% savings. All diamond studs are included, so this is huge. Special financing, too. It's Friday through Sunday only. A truly epic earring event at Diamonds Direct. Details, directions, and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Wrap up the savings now during the JCPenney Friends and Family Sale. Through Wednesday, make everyone's spirit bright with an extra 30% off coupon. Pack more for less with the Protocol Simmons 5-piece luggage set, now $109.99. Plus, get glam and save up to 60% on diamond solitaires and studs. These savings are yours when you use your 30% off coupon. Joy, comfort, peace. JCPenney. Offers valid on select items through 12-8. Offers reflect after coupon savings. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. All right, we've got lucky caller number four, Marcus, on the line. If he answers this question, he wins a new car. Let's do this. Okay, for a new car, name the only actor to appear in... And now a message from our sponsor. With 24-7 support and quick and easy claims, Progressive protects what matters most. Progressive. Films all in the same year. Wait, sorry, I, I didn't hear the question. Three seconds, Marcus. Yeah, no, but there was an ad in the middle. You didn't answer. Of the, but I didn't hear anything. Oh, Marcus, you dropped it in the dirt. Progressive. There's never a bad time for great protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code Time for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. The New Orleans Pelicans have made Roster moves today as they have sent Jackson Hayes and Trey Murphy III to the team's G League affiliate, the Birmingham Squadron. Additionally, the Pelicans have transferred two-way player Jose Alvarado to Birmingham. Hayes has been disappointing uh, this season. 19 appearances off the bench, 5.9 points, 3.3 rebounds, 12.2 minutes a game, but he's lost his backup spot to Billy Hernan Gomez, who's playing well. Murphy has averaged 4.8 points, 2.4 rebounds 
in 25 games in his rookie season where he struggled at times, but he simply needs to play, and he wasn't going to do that as much here. Alvarado has played in just seven games for the Pelicans, averaging two points. So they'll get a chance to play in the G League. My guess is you're going to see at least two of them back in the near future. The Pelicans will host Denver tomorrow night at Smoothie King Center. Our thanks to our guest, Billy Ferrante of the Grenin Roland Sports Foundation, and also John Forcade. I want to remind you, Jude Young has sports talk tomorrow. 